Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, it's Sarah with a special message for newer listeners. This show used to be called Chakra Balancing for Weight Loss, but in January of 2021, I changed it to Your Chakra Coach to better reflect the broader, more holistic approach to wellness we started exploring. If you notice a slight focus on weight loss in these early episodes, that's why. But I think you'll find the overall information universal and relevant to you. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. Today, we have a very, very special episode. Got a guest today. This is the person I was telling you about who's amazing, and you're going to just love her. Her name is Perry Cooper Space, and she is chakra obsessed. She has worked as a chakra and trauma specialist and yoga therapist for 17 years. She's the founder of Connection Coalition. That's a nonprofit organization that's in 26 states. It teaches trauma, yoga, mindfulness. And she was the owner of 305 Yoga in Miami for 15 years. And now she owns an online yoga school called Soulshine Yoga Academy. Um, if that wasn't enough, she's actually here live in the flesh. Terry, how are you? Hey, Sarah. I'm so good. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me and letting me in your world. I am so excited to have you. Just as a little background, Terry and I met in a Facebook group that we're both a part of, and I saw her first post, and I was just like, uh, I'm pretty sure this is like my chakra mate right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but honestly, just everything you say is so genuine and authentic and informative and generous. And I read your first post and I was like, I think I have to meet her. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're here. I really is my privilege so, and my pleasure. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about uh, something really cool. It is the three biggest myths about chakra balancing. And I got to say, I was fascinated when you said, oh, I'd love to share this with people. I was like, tell me, what are they? What are they? Mm-hmm. And then you sent them and I was like, yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> this is this, uh, 100%. So, I mean, I say, let's just hop right in. Terry, what is the first big myth about chakra balancing? Well, um, the first big myth is that chakra balancing is not all rainbows and butterflies. I feel like... Ooh, I wish it was. (laughs) Wouldn't it be so much easier if it was? Like, just go to the light and meditate on light and your chakras will automatically align. And just Uh, post on Instagram about love and gratitude and it's done. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's something to be said for that. Uh, I I call it spiritual bypass. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the reality is, is that chakra healing, chakra alignment is chakra healing and chakra healing is trauma healing. And, you know, it's unfortunate that we can't just 
um, you know, be rainbows and butterflies all the time. It uh, certainly would be a, a really cool reality to live in. But we are human beings and we are living not just an energetic and a spiritual experience. We're also living a very physical and human experience. And the human experience, it includes all of the feelings, not just the good and fuzzy ones, but it yes. also includes the shadow experiences. And, you know, one of the things that I think really shows up the most within chakra curious communities is this real desire to open the third eye and to, you know, elevate consciousness. And that's beautiful. I want to do that too. Um, but I think the best way for us to really um, get there is to reveal and heal the human experience and the wounds that we experience in our lives, the real things, the anger, the pain, the shame, the grief, the guilt, the resentment, that is chakra work. And when you let yourself go there, oh, girl, it is good because <laughs> the breakthroughs live in that space. Yes. Uh, I'm nodding so hard my head might fall off, but <laughs> I, I say that all the time. I'm just like, you know, if you if you ignore grief and fear and the quote darkness in you, you're missing out on a, a huge part of the experience of being in these bodies on this planet, living this life. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. So, mm -hmm. and it gets really uncomfortable. Um, and it's whatever the opposite of rainbows and butterflies is maybe like mud and worms, yeah. but, you know, but when you come out the other side, right, you don't get butterflies without a caterpillar. You know, it's just. Yeah, you got to go through that cocoon and sometimes through that struggle of getting out of the cocoon. And, you know, we've all heard the story. If someone cuts the cocoon open and makes it easier for the butterfly, they don't survive. You know, right. they're not strong enough to live on their own. And, I, you know, I'm a big believer in that as well for us, that. You know, my teacher once told me, and it stayed with me forever, that the things we survive, um, we don't we we can become successful not despite them, but because of them. Yes. Yeah, it's in that struggle and it's in that growth. And how can we possibly know love, unconditional love and radical sacred truth, these high frequency energies that we all want to feel? How can we understand what they really mean if we haven't first experienced what love is not? Yeah, I love that. I think that's lovely. I, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, if we can just touch back on it. You mentioned the term spiritual bypass, and I, mm. I hear that a lot. Um, I would love it if you would just share with us a little bit more about what that means to you, where you see it and, and what that's doing in, in the communities. Absolutely. So spiritual bypass is when people or someone within um, a, a, the spiritual experience who identifies with the spiritual experience utilizes their spirituality, their vocabulary to have to, to be able to bypass the ugly, the challenging, the injustice that exists in the world. Um, again, so many people, like we live in a world today and it is quite obvious there is injustice, there is yeah. inequity, there is um, there's a lot going on in the world. And 
if we want to live as whole beings, we really want to elevate our consciousness, it means that we can't, we can't just bypass, we can't just own away the injustice. We've got to do that personal inquiry work that asks myself, like, how do I contribute to the injustice? Mm -hmm. How do I perpetuate um, supremacy? Or how do I benefit from the status quo? Or, you know, how can, uh, how am I participating in this? And unfortunately, a lot of people in the spiritual space, and I love them, God love them, these are my people, you know, but it's very uncomfortable because yeah. it forces us to be accountable. The reality is, is we're all part of it. None of us are separate from the injustice that exists in the world. So, you know, spiritual bypasses, you know, I don't want to vote or I don't look at politics or I can't, I'm not going to be engaged in social justice because, um, you know, I just, I can't take it. My, my heart is too light. I, I, the frequency is too low. It doesn't resonate with me. And these are ways to bypass having to deal with or process or acknowledge um, what actually is. And I'm a big believer that in order for us to have a collective awakening, it requires us collectively to do the work. And so while we're bypassing, we are missing the opportunity to really elevate consciousness on a global level. Yes, I love that. Well, so much of the time we get caught in just raising our own consciousness or raising our own vibrations when in reality, we're fully connected to the rest of the universe, the rest of the cosmos, the rest of the human beings living on this planet with us, you know, in the past, now, in the future. And we have a responsibility to each other to mm. lift everyone up. That is part of the spiritual journey, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, it, otherwise, it just becomes spiritual narcissism. Uh, yes, that sits right in my heart when you say that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you said another thing that I loved, 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 and I'm probably just going to lift it directly from you. Chalk, you're curious. Yes. What, yeah. Tell me about that. Did you come up with that phrase? I just love it. Yeah, because I'm chakra obsessed. And yes. <laughs> like you, you're all you obviously are chakra obsessed as well. That's why we yeah. right away knew we were going to connect. Yeah. Um, folks who are chakra curious, they're like, they're interested. They're curious. They they don't have a wealth of knowledge. It's overwhelming when you Google. Oh, my gosh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, there's so much information. It comes in so many different forms. So it, it's challenging to really find your way and find your path. So I feel like a lot of folks stay in the chakra curious zone for a really long time. And, um, and that's why they, you know, they buy into some of these myths that we're talking about today, because um, it, it, there, because there's so much information out there now, we're in this connected world of the interweb. Um, it's easy to get lost. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. And I love having an, a term for it, chakra curious. You don't have to, you know, jump in both feet all in, never yeah. leaving, you know, just dip your toe in, take yeah. a, just take a look, see what's what. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important also to, you know, take the kinds of things that that serve you and not get too caught up in the things that aren't sitting well with you. Yeah. Um you know, because as we're learning, new things will come to light for you and new things, um, 
you get more comfortable with things as you get farther into your journey, whatever your journey looks like. And so to be able to say, well, I'm curious, I'm so interested without having to commit fully to being like, I guess now I do a seven chakra, four hour meditation every single day. Right. And for your listeners out there, I do not do a daily four hour chakra meditation. (laughs) I can't imagine what you do, Sarah. (laughs) You know, I don't either. I don't either. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to be that, that, you know, even if you wanted to move from chakra curious to chakra obsessed, it doesn't mean that you lose your personal identity. It doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice your family, your career, your passion projects, your, you know, the the other things that you like to do with your free time. Um, It just means that you slowly over time uh, start to understand and adopt some of these techniques and methodologies into your everyday life. My life didn't change. Um, I mean, I transformed through all of this work, of course, but it wasn't like all of a sudden one day I was dressing differently, talking differently. We gradually awaken and become um, a little more balanced, a little more aligned, a little more authentic. And I think what if any changes do happen, it's the chipping away of the parts of our life or psychology that weren't really a match anyway. Yeah. And it it gives you permission to sort of let it be gradual and not feel that you have to force it. You know, if I'm not spiritually awake by Friday, you know, it's it's (laughs) over. And I, you know, I don't buy into the dogma either that you have to do this or you have to do that. Like, you know, I, contrary to a lot of people, like I'm a meat eater, um, you know, so from a, a, as a yoga practitioner and a chakra, um, specialist, there's a lot of people who have a really strong belief that you cannot eat meat if you're going to be on a spiritual journey. And while I accept that for those people, I also recognize that I need to make the right decisions for me and my body and my life. And so there's no right or wrong way to do this. It's a, it's really a a cultivating a relationship with ourselves and learning how to listen to what our body and our energy is telling us and to really trust in ourselves and to trust in the fact that if we follow our own guidance, our own intuitive knowing that we're going to be okay. Exactly. And I think this just leads us right back to that myth and knowing that there are going to be times that are less pleasant, less pretty than others, that chakra balancing isn't all rainbows and butterflies and that's okay. We can follow our own intuition, our own guidance, our own energy through those dark times to come out on the other side. Uh Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, that was just Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And thanks for answering my questions. Let's move on to myth number two. What you got? Number two chakra myth is that um, the myth is that you need a healer to help you balance your chakras. That's my favorite one, by the way. I think that's such an important thing to discuss. So tell us more. You know, I always tell um, my, my community, like, don't get me wrong. I love my healers. I love the people that I can call upon to validate some of my intuitive knowing, um, people who can nurture and support 
me emotionally, energetically, and or physically. Um, it feels good to have support, to be nurtured, to be guided. Um, I'm not trying to take away anyone's healers, definitely not. But because chakra balancing is such a personal thing, no one can actually do it for you. We alone can balance our own chakras. Now, you might have a healer who uses an incredible crystal, a pendulum. They're, they might be intuitive or um, be able to speak to your guides. I love those people. And they can support and guide you. And they might even help you while you're with them in that session. You may drop in to a frequency, a vibration that feels more connected and aligned. And that's real, 100%. They're real and they're really valuable. But I don't find them to be long-lasting. Um, and when we are constantly seeking healers and guides and other people and we think, oh, someone else can do it to me, I'm looking for someone who can balance my chakras, um, what that leaves us in is a space where we're always seeking someone else to do the work for our personal energy body. And clearly that doesn't work. And so um, when we can engage in our own personal journey, when we can dig in and do that work, both the light and the dark, and then use these guides as a resource and support, then we have a lot more sustainability. And I think long-term energetic shifts are available and that those breakthroughs come through and we, we move forward, never, never slipping back into the old patterns. Yeah, I agree with you. I think sometimes it can be very tempting to sort of outsource yeah. your 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 healing work, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, I I'll just go to this person and and they'll fix me, yeah. like getting a, a haircut or something. Yeah, right? like it, they're gonna do the work and then it'll be done. And even if you're doing your own work, it's never done in my experience, right? You're never like, well, finish that. Chakras aligned. Yeah. <laughs> Cross right, it off like your it. list. Mother wound. <laughs> to do. Done. New Year's resolution number one. Balance chakras. Um, no. And I agree. I think that the external validation of somebody else, a healer, saying, and you're healed now, is very tempting, right? Mm -hmm. It would be lovely if that was a possibility. But I would pay for it. A hundred percent, I would. Absolutely worked. And someone could literally just align my chakras and I could experience enlightenment. I would save my money and I would pay for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then I, I think, yes, I would. And now I'm thinking, would I though? Because would, though? would I would I actually get to the place that I want to be? Would I become the person I want to become if I didn't go through all of the process of doing it myself? I don't know. It sounds great, but now I'm like, maybe it's not. So, so true, mama. So true. And I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's exactly what you just said is, um, it's our journey. It is our life. It is our body. It is our energy. It's ours to do. Um, and to give it away to someone else, mm. um, would be giving away a really vital part of ourselves. Yes, I yes, and I think like that's not very empowering, right? Like self-empowering to hand over that yeah. to another person. It might feel easier and it might feel gentler and it might hurt a little less, but I think you're right if it's not long term then you're back at square one in a week or two weeks or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Giving, giving away sort of your, your power to manage your own energy. I talk a lot on my podcast about, you know, managing your emotions and your thoughts and, mm-hmm. you know, just taking ownership of them and not giving the power to other people, to a romantic partner or um, a parent, you know, not don't give them the power to make you think or feel a certain way. And I think that it's a similar thing with healers, right? We want to, we want to, if, if it doesn't happen, then it's their fault, not ours. Right. Well, and I, I think it also opens us up to, more predatory. Um, you know, I do believe in healers and I have my own. Um, there are definitely people that are in my Rolodex that I make sure that when I need to, that I've got the resources and support that I need. But I also find because I'm in this world so much, there's a lot of power, uh, people who like the power over who, um, are, are using, their languaging and their way of being um, as a means to get what they want from other people. I think we've got to be really careful. Um, and, it, it, you know, I couldn't agree with you more about, it. you know, we need to empower ourselves. And when we give away our power to other people, it's it sets us up for not only the inability to heal ourselves, but also to get involved in some really shady things. So, yeah, I mean, that is sort of an unfortunate aspect of, I think probably a lot of spheres, a lot of communities, but it is, it does seem sort of rampant in the spiritual community. It's very, uh, there's a lot of people out there who will take advantage of you, which is really unfortunate because like you said, there are legit healers out there. There Mm -hmm. are legitimately people doing spectacular work and you know it it takes away from from them when people get into the the healing business as it were for the wrong reasons yeah i mean i think that's one reason i sort of self-styled as a coach like i don't want to do it for you i just want to guide you through it you know like absolutely i'm the same a lot of people ask me if i'm a healer and my answer is no i'm not i'm a teacher i'm a guide i'm a coach Um, I'm a cheerleader, you know, I'm a support team, um, but I can't do that work for anybody else. I can walk them through a proven strategy, a proven roadmap that gets people results and breakthroughs. Um, but, but they have to do the work along the journey. Exactly. I have the tools and I'll give them to you. I'm happy to share my tools with you, but you have to pick up the tool and use it. Yeah. So, but I do think it's, really nice. And, you know, Hey, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know, I'm constantly like, you got to do this yourself, do the work, sit down, take five minutes, you know, focus. So yeah, I think that that's a really important thing to know is that you don't necessarily need someone else to help you balance your chakras. You can do it yourself. And I I love that. And in fact, you must do it yourself really, I think is what you're saying for long-term results. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's empowering. I think at first it can feel like what a bummer, but really in the end, I think that is the most awesome news you could give us. Yeah. You know, that we have control. We don't have to wait around for someone else. We can do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's great. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So let's talk about ways to do it ourselves with the third myth. Mm -hmm. So the third myth is that you can just carry a crystal or meditate with a crystal or sleep with it under your pillow and your chakras will just open right up. Yeah, I love my crystals. I do too. Oh, they're not magic. Yeah. You know, um, again, not in that wand waving way. Yeah, exactly. Our crystals are certainly an amazing tool and a resource. And I think even on just a really practical, even if you don't understand their significance or, or for folks who don't really get the, the various frequencies or healing energies that they, uh, that they have or even where they come from and the earth, all of that, just in a really practical way. I like that they even just remind us to be present. When I look over on my shelf and I see my crystal there, it reminds me to uh, it reminds me that I'm an energetic being and that as I, as I have things in my home that are part of my practice, that are part of my um, initiating myself into this energetic world every day, I, I get to have, it's like some, even if it's just a piece of art, right, that there is that, that constant reminder around my space of sacred things that help me um, remember to take a deep breath when I'm feeling overwhelmed. You know, I feel like just in a really simple and practical way, there's that. And then, of course, we've got a lot of people who, you know, rightly so, are obsessed with chakras or who, um, excuse me, and crystals and, um, and who really feel like it's the number one way to balance your chakras is to, you know, hold crystals, have crystals, put a crystal in your water, put a crystal in your hands, like I said, in your pillowcase. Um, I'm not dogging any of those techniques. I think they're all valid and they're available for us, but it is not enough. You cannot just hold a crystal and not do any personal inquiry work and expect your chakras to be open and balanced permanently. Yeah. And I, I'm with you. I think you know, I know lots of people who are like, no, my crystals are, are it for me. And I'm like, that's great. I'm glad that you found the tool that works best for you. But it's still just it's still just your tool. Well, and I, it feels a little bit like giving your power away again. Mm-hmm. I'm giving my power away so I don't have to be accountable to do the deep excavating work of the lower chakra energy because mm. I'm going to focus on that upper chakra energy of aligning myself with crystals. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. Absolutely. So that's very high vibration kind of work. And that's right. sometimes it's a little bit lower than that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sometimes it's down and dirty work, you know? Mm-hmm. 
That is very interesting. And again, we want to have that high vibration, that high frequency work as well, but not what I have seen in the communities that I am very blessed and honored to be in is that um, some people are so invested in their crystals that it leaves very little space to do any type of um, deeper inquiry work, which I believe is the key um, because our chakras are misaligned and out of balance because of trauma. A trauma mm -hmm. is the reason why a chakra goes out of balance to begin with. Right. And right. so in order, a trauma by definition means that we experience something that is so overwhelming to our nervous system that it leaves, leaves us in a state where it is unresolved. So we experience something, we witness something, might be developmental trauma, which means it happens over time, could be shock trauma, which is a one-time thing that is overwhelming and it's too big and too much. But either way, there is a physiological, a biological response from the body. Our endocrine system sends a response out through our bloodstream of this fight or flight response, this trauma response, because our, our, our mind-body connection says, this is too much, I cannot deal. This is unsafe, it is uncool, I am not, um, I don't wanna be here, uh, This I cannot deal with this. And because it is something that we cannot deal with, and you know, there's a lot of people who experience struggle and challenge, and things that um, were traumatic, but they over time with tools and resources were able to resolve it, to bring it through to a state of completion. But for most people, we don't have that opportunity. We're not taught that. No one knows how to do that. Most of us are taught if something bad happens, don't talk about it, keep it a secret. Mm -hmm. The family pretends like it didn't happen or the next day you've got to move on and get back to work or raise your kids or do the things. You don't have the luxury of laying in bed and crying all day, right? Um, and so we put on our big girl or our big boy pants and we get back out there and we live our lives and we leave this thing unresolved. And what happens is then our chakras, our energy body is going to realign itself so that it can cope with this big thing we experienced that was so overwhelming to our nervous system that we couldn't process it through to completion. And so the chakra where the wound happened is probably going to shut down and get weak. And another chakra then is going to overcompensate um, mm -hmm. for that one and become excessive. And in order to bring that back to balance, no crystal can do that. Right. Not long term. It cannot heal the original core wound. Um, we must excavate and go in and bring about a state of resolution around the original wound. So it sounds like you're saying we all have a lot of work to do on ourselves. <laughs> Myself included, Mama. Like, yeah. even though I'm, I'm uh, fortunate enough to have this information 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's will never be a day where I even am completely aligned permanently either. Um, we're always in a state of fluctuation and flow. There are some areas where we are um, going to be predominantly out of balance for the majority of our lives until we can work on that major core wound or um, one of uh, an aspect of our own personal healing. And then there's the everyday stuff. Like, thankfully, as we move through our lives every day, our chakras are constantly recalibrating. Like, oh, I'm with a, you know, an aggressive boss. Then I'm going to, my third chakra is going to uh, slow down a little bit and get a little bit weaker so that I can deal with this person. And my acceptance, my heart chakra is going to have to get a little bit bigger so that I mm-hmm. don't quit my job and throw my keys on the table and curse at them and walk <laughs> out the room. You know, yeah. we're always chakra, chakra balancing shouldn't just destroy the rest of your life. Exactly. It It's the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. Yeah. It's when we understand how our energy works, we get to use it. We get to be the creator of our experience. We get to be compassionate and empathetic for ourselves when we are impatient or frustrated or resentful or angry. And we also get to recognize like, where are we overcompensating in our life and how is that limiting us in the areas where we do want a little bit more and deserve a little bit more? It's, it really is just about self awareness and uh, somebody else can see it in me. I'm sure the world can see my chakra imbalance. Everyone who is chakra obsessed and knows chakra as well can take one look at me and be like, Oh, that girl is excessive. First chakra, excessive third chakra, (laughs) right? Like it's not a big secret and it's not, it doesn't make you wrong or bad, but it, what has to happen is someone else knowing where my chakras are out of balance doesn't really help me until, even if they tell me until I really get it until Mm -hmm. I embody it and I get it. But let me tell you, once you get it, once you get that aha, Once you get that insight, the opportunity for a life-changing breakthrough is in the palm of your hand. And I know you've seen it with your clients so many times, and I've seen it with mine so many times, and it is the most magnificent thing that I could witness ever, right? Oh, it's it's incredibly beautiful. I mean, it's it's it I mean, I I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about like some of the people that I've seen come to those. I think what you said, it's self-awareness. I mean, that's what ties this all together, Mm -hmm. right? Like self-awareness is the thing that keeps us from, I hate to say falling for these myths because, you know, it's, it's not a bad thing. If you thought one of these things was true, like, okay, well now, you know, something different. Great. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, when I you, you nailed it, it's a no judgment zone around here, right? Like totally, you totally. can't know what you don't know, and sometimes we think we know things that are false, and then all of a sudden we get new knowledge, we get new information, and new information can be converted into new wisdom. And yes. ask me again in three weeks, and there might be something I say today that I find out later was not right knowing and and I'm going to tweak and shift again. So yeah, if anyone has fallen for these three myths, um, please know we, it, it doesn't make you wrong or bad. Uh, it makes you human and being human is totally okay. In fact, I think it's pretty cool. No, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
And full disclosure, I'm pretty sure when I first got into chakras, I I definitely thought it was going to be rainbows and butterflies. Like, I'm pretty sure that I was like, great, this is my path to feeling wonderful all the time. Right? How'd that and work out for you? Pretty bad, pretty bad. <laughs> but here on the, on the other side of that, on the other side of that, it worked out great, you know? Yes. So, like, you, you, you learn. You live, you learn. That's how, that's how being human works that's how going on a spiritual journey works and i personally i'm so very very grateful to have met you along my journey and i feel so honored and privileged that you agreed to come be on this little podcast with me i'm so excited to be here and you know i want to leave your listeners with one little last thing um let's have it through all of these myths um obviously we talked trauma and we talked um, deep inquiry and talk to spiritual bypass. And, you know, it, some of these, some of these things, and I'm an intense person, like my energy is just more intense. I am a strong third chakra. So there's an intensity and a fire there. Um, and I just want to leave everybody with, even though the work can be sometimes heavy, or it can be, we're talking about traumas, or we're talking about um, deep excavating of core wounds. The reason we do it is because we do reach the rainbows and butterflies. We do yes. reach the, the, the elevated levels of bliss and our bliss body is available for us, but um, we can get there through our bypass and just by trying to take the fast track, but it won't be as integrated as if we get there by really digging in and doing the work. So um, I want to celebrate your listeners because clearly they're doing the work. They're here with you every week yep. and learning about this stuff. And that's, that's what it's all about. So thank you so much. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Just more than my pleasure. Uh, listen, Terry, I have this feeling that everybody's going to want to know a little bit more about you and what you're doing and where they can find you. So would you mind just um, sharing with us, um, what you're up to and how people can learn more about you and what you do. Yes. You know what? It's perfect timing right now because I am currently offering several free chakra trainings. The training, mm -hmm. yes, is the three missing secrets to open your chakras. So the opposite of the myths, right? Um, the other side of it, what are the three things that you gotta do in order to open and balance your chakras? It's a free training and I'm gonna be offering it several times within the next week and a half. Your listeners can check it out and register at ultimatechakrabalancing.com forward slash free training. Nice. I uh, will also put that link in the show notes, y'all, in case you didn't have a chance to write that down. But yeah, so you'll find that link. Go check it out. Um, I am. Uh, I'm going to just join your free training as well, because I feel like I can always be learning more. Always. You know what? That That is part of the chakra journey, right? Like keeping our mind open, always having a beginner's mind and always being open to learning from other people. So I'm listening to your podcast, girl, because I, too forever student. Oh, I love that. Well, Terry, thank you so much for your time and all of your knowledge dropping today. It was amazing. Um, I think people are absolutely going to love it and you. And in 2021, I have a whole series planned on chakra traumas. Ooh. So I may be giving you a little ring coming up in the next few weeks. I would love <laughs> to be back again.
Oh, that would be great. Well, thank you so much for your time today, everybody. Thank you for listening. That was Terry Cooper Space. She is freaking amazing. And I will talk to you all again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. That was Terry Cooper Space. If you are listening when this episode comes out, don't forget to sign up for her free training using the link in the show notes. If that time has passed, I suggest you search for her learning and social Facebook group, The Ultimate Chakra Balancing Group. Really good stuff there. Also, if you are listening to this in December 2020, you are definitely going to want to join my Chakra Challenge starting on January 3rd, 2021. It is all about intention setting and becoming the person that you want to be. Just setting you up for a great year. It's free and it's only a week long. So go ahead and commit yourself to some life-changing work. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. I'm interrupting myself to let you know that the Chakra Challenge sign-up is live. The link is in the show notes, or you can just go to www.yourchakracoach.com. Remember, it's free. I really, really mean that. It's free, and it's going to help you focus your chakra work and get the most out of your life. So it'll just get you towards your highest self, which is kind of where we're all looking to go, right? All right, I will stop interrupting myself and let me talk again. Have a good one. Details are coming. They'll be on Facebook and Instagram. So be sure to follow me there, Chakra Balancing for Weight Loss, and don't miss it. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.